Chemtrails is intended for mature audiences only. Thanks for tuning in to the Chemtrails podcast, where you get the latest topics within the culture with the uncensored, unscripted facts and opinions from our crew. Islam, this is Frederick Jones Ill, and you are now listening to the Chemtrails podcast. What up, Kim Trails family? Once again, it's your favorite podcast, favorite podcast, your boy AP, along with my boy Mo Chris. What's good, Mo Chris? What's good, everybody? We here. Yeah, we back at it again. Back at it. Got a special guest tonight. Actually, he's a special returning guest. I got my boy Frederick L. What's good? Hey, hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me back on. Yes, sir. We got our fellow brother Moore on the show. Gonna drop some old gems, you know, like he always do. And uh, we gonna we gonna rock with it. What's been good with you there, Mo Chris? You been surviving? You hanging in there? Man, I've been surviving, hanging in there. Just uh, yeah. got a busy week right now, so just juggling everything, make sure the week go by smooth, but everything good. Other than that, everything been gravy. That's what's up. Yeah, Mo Chris, he got a, he picked up a second job. He trying to grind, trying to stack them chips, so I'm proud of him, man. Trying to get in where you fit in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, family, we got a special return of guest tonight. We got, like I said, our brother Frederick L., the more, the more in charge. And uh, like I said, we just gonna pick his brain tonight. We're gonna ask him some questions and uh we gonna we gonna keep it rolling. But tonight, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do how we used to do our old podcast where we had like the 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 how we the same format we did, which y'all probably was familiar with. So y'all y'all understand what I'm saying once we jump into it. So with that being said, we're gonna jump into the takeoff. And the first question I have for my brother Frederick is uh i know that he's a, a a rapper and you know with moors like that's kind of that's an anomaly like you don't really see too many moors rapping and so with that being said my brother i just want to ask you how's your your rap career going like what is what does that look like if you can just elaborate on that a little bit for me sure so well first um with each project that i create in the recording studio you know, musically, I'm just really motivated. I, I love it. I actually record at an actual studio where there is an engineer, like an actual guy engineering engineering the the music at the boards. And we do verses. Um, let's say if I mess up and I got to do plug, I got to do a punch is what they call it, where you come in, where you left off at, instead of doing a verse from the top, where you can do it from the top. Then we do ad-libs, we do plugins. He mixes it, he masters it. So from a music standpoint, I'm just loving the music that I'm making. Um, it's a way for me to spread consciousness and awareness and knowledge itself. And, and actually my third project that's titled Occultus Solus Invictus has 250,000 streams. So I think that, so being that I haven't been on a, a major platform, right? Like a Vlad TV and a breakfast club. So I'm not getting the views. People don't know, but I, but when I go hand in hand with the flyers and people actually listen, people, people actually uh, can get a sample of what I got. A lot of those streams are people listening to, 
the same tracks over and over. So 250,000 streams with, with little to no promotion, just going hand-to-hand -hand with the Flyers is exceptional, I think. So it's going great. Um, there are plenty of Moors who are music artists. They're just not mainstream. So it seems like there are no Moors in popular culture. There's no Moors movie. Uh, there's no movie about Prophet Nobujali. There's no mainstream documentary. There's no... Uh, uh, um, um, TV shows dealing with Moors, no nothing, no reality shows, and that's and there's reasons why I'm not going to get into that now. But the Moors is out here doing things; they're just not seen or heard, you know. So, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. I know you got a new album out. Is it the Jones L Dynasty? Because you had mentioned another name. Yes, sir. Yes. So the name that I mentioned was my third studio album titled "Occultus Solus Invictus." And then I release two albums after that. The the fourth one that I put out is called uh, Aristocracy. And then I just put out the Jones Hill Dynasty, August 26th of this year. Aristocracy, I, I, I have put that out August 26th of 2022. And Occultus Solus Invictus was, was released July 23rd of 2021. So I've been putting out an album every year since 2019. So oh, That's a bet. That's a bet. Yeah. yeah, that's what's up. I just want to, uh, Frederick, if you don't mind me asking, I know you say you don't want to get too deep into it, but like, uh, I know there's a, a lot of Moors out there. Is there, is yeah. there like a, a reason why, like, I guess y'all haven't like, like pulled y'all money together to come up with like a, a label or come up with a, right. a media or, or something like that, you know, that so y'all can't get the word and spread the word versus right. just kind of being, uh, you know, kind of underneath, you know, Kind of low. So well, this is what it is. So it's a few things. So for one, there's so many labels out here. There's so many music conglomerates or whatever you want to call it. And then two, labels is kind of a thing of the past. You could put your own music out and just get on a drink champs, get on the breakfast club, get on a, um, Get on a, uh, what's the other guy? His name is Cam Capone, right? So there's many platforms that you could get on and just do your own music. But the problem is, is politics involved. Like, for example, for one, there's a lot of opposition to Moorish, period. Whether it's the Moorish Science Temple of America, another group that's Moorish, like the Murakush Society, whether it's the Amexamore Empire, whether it's the 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 Great Seal National Association of Moorish Affairs. There's something called the Clock of Destiny, right? There's a bunch of different groups, uh, Moorish groups that that put out the added degrees that certain ones veil in secret, right? There's opposition to it. And we know that the politics exists. And there's just, just certain platforms that refuse to have us on. Right. For uh, four reasons of content, like, for example, I was going to go on this platform. Now, can I say the name or do you guys don't don't want me to get into that? Because I, I don't know if you can get a strike or if something will happen. Can I say the name of the platform? Yeah, yeah. You can say the name, bro. You, you I'm can say the we, name. Yeah, we, we ain't that big. Yeah. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah, yeah. Right. We just so can't play their music. That's all. Yeah. Oh, all right. I, I got you. So I was going to go on a platform called Change of Plans. And they're based out of Louisiana and Dallas, if I could remember correctly. And we spoke 
via email and via telephone. And we and we agreed to do something and I agreed to come down, but I just had to make payment. And then we had to have a final conversation about content. So at the last minute, they was worried about my content. So I said, what are you so worried about about my content? Y'all had Compton Menace on talking about gangbanging and he was using the N word, drinking a bottle of Hennessy. And he, and he was literally on the show, you know, with his hands down his pants, scratching his ass. Like, I lie to you not. And I said this to them, like, why are you worried about my content? But bang, but talking about gang banging and killing and all that, that's okay. So that's when I realized that a lot of people don't want don't want certain things on their platform. There's there's politics, like I said. And then you got people that have that got a fez in a closet with rhinestones on it. Meaning they are obstructionists because they swore oaths of death. They swore secrecy oaths not to get into certain things, not to reveal certain things. And you're dealing with with um with W.E.B. Du Bois coin as the talented ten, the gatekeepers. So you are dealing with people that belong to frats and sorrows. They're lodge initiated masons, not to say because you're a lodge initiated mason, you're an obstructionist and an undesirable. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is many people who are in power positions who are from our community, they're they are elitists. And they're and and, and these people have agendas. So it ain't hard to tell why you keep seeing the same thing over and over again, the, the same kind of degenerate content, the same conversations, and why you don't see other groups that are mainstream who are pushing consciousness. There's a reason why. Yeah. So that's no. The no, okay. I wasn't trying to uh, interrupt you. But I said, no, go speak your mind because we, uh, my lives, you know, we just. We we yeah. do we do fish fries and gotcha, and, I got you and, and MLK yeah. marches. You know I, I keep it real. You know that's what we do. Yeah. But hey, Mo Chris, what Bobby Hibby say y'all do? This was, <laughs> drinking cash. Got you, but this is what I was saying. What I was um what what I was saying is usually the people who are decision makers in our culture. There's rites of passage to that. So it's usually the elites in our community are either lodge initiated Masons. Uh, some are Eastern stars, whether they're Prince Hall affiliate, whether they're international Masons, whether they belong to Kappa, uh, uh, Kappa, uh, uh, Kappa Alpha Psi, whether they're Alpha Kappa Alpha, which is a sorority. There's rites of passage and they just ain't letting anybody come up and, and do anything. You got to be tied in somehow. So that's just the point that I was making. Like, I didn't want to make it so that I'm bashing Blue House Lodge initiated Masons, because I know some Lodge initiated Masons who are beautiful brothers, upstanding members of society. But the point that I'm making is there's rites of passage. And the reality of it is if you're in consciousness, particularly the more science temple of America, you ain't going through, through some of them rites of passage. And then the ones that do come over here are obstructionists. Like, for example, in the reparations movement, I've heard certain ones call call those of us who have knowledge itself from the streets, street scholars, I've heard them refer to us as hoteps and Alibaba. In it. So even these elites amongst our people have a name for us. And they make jokes 
about Sinetta TV and the Nation of Islam and the Morris Science Temple of America and Pan-Africans. They they tag us all as Pan-Africans. We ain't Pan-Africans in the Morris movement. But anyway, this is the point that I'm making. We practice segregation amongst each other. Now, imagine a group who has been segregated against in this country. Imagine practicing segregation uh, 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 amongst your own people based on what they're affiliated and the reality of it is, if you're from the grassroots, grassroots, right, from these organizations that that are truly about changing the condition of our people, you ain't never going to be in a position to make decisions. And again, there's a reason why you don't see the Moors or the Moors Science Temple, et cetera, in popular culture. There's a reason, because the obstructionists don't want it. They had Compton Menace on, talking about gangbanging, using the N-word every other word, talking about killing his own people, but you questioning me about my content. Well, you reason why they're going to keep questioning it is, is like you yeah. just said, it's, it's because when, when you speak of the yeah. speaking the truth, it comes off as revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to be associated with nothing revolutionary. And they know it's easy to accept the ratchetness behavior because it's nothing progressive about that type of thing. And mm-hmm. honestly, that's where the money at. And, and it's only, I was trying to tell my people, it's, it's only yeah. money is there is because who they control the stage. That's mm-hmm. it. They control the stage and the distribution. So of course they're going to give them money and they're going to promote stuff that's not progressive to us. And so we confuse that with thinking that we, we all, the wretched is making the money because we follow it. No, because we don't have no other choice to follow it because that's what we heard, you know? So. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and then look, uh, this is something else that I wanted to convey to when I went on this, uh, podcast by killer priest is called the Podcraft. when he made the the thumbnail slash flyer i lie to you not killer priest manager i don't remember her name but she had moors members members of lawfully chartered Morris science temple of america's more science temples of america rather call call her up well well the ones that knew her Call her up on the phone and try to get them not to have me on. And one of the brothers was she was she was in it. She was in a she's in a sorority. That's the 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 sister to the fraternity that he's in. I forget the name that the brother told me because I confronted him about it. So even amongst us, there's people practicing segregation and division and using the affiliations that they have with other people. Like, why would you call Killer Priest manager? All right, look, you are you are a sorority brother to a woman that's in, that's in excuse me, you are, you are a fraternity brother, but to a, a woman that's in a sorority, that's the sister organization to your organization. Instead of using that connection to try and put Moors in position to go on the Killer Priest podcast, you use that privilege to try and block, you see? And I I did some digging, and this is how I found out that it was just one more. And I confronted him, I DM'd him, and then we spoke on the phone. But see, this is why, this is one of the reasons why 
you don't see more is in popular culture because people are blocking. People are obstructionists. And this is one example. And uh, imagine how many times this happens that you don't know about. Because I've been in, in dialogue with a bunch of different platforms, hip hop uncensored. I was supposed to sit down and do a and do a pre-interview interview with one of their assistants. It never happened after we was emailing back. So we know that there are people blocking it. Some, some are some are in the more science temple of America and some are on the outside, but they're elitist looking down. Like don't don't rock out with them. So hopefully that 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 answers the question as for why you're not seeing us. It's not that you don't have ones putting in the work, spending their own finance to do it. Like, like for example, the Murakha Society was founded by two brothers, Manta Isa Muhammad and this other brother, his, his name is El Amir. The guy Manta Isa Muhammad had a clothing line called Ron Marcel. And, and I have I have five sweatshirts, different designs. I bought some socks. I did um I did new I, I did news articles where I, I where I paid for placement, but I wrote the article and I mentioned them. We put the the website and the name in bold so people could so people could click the link and go to it. And these listen, these brothers have been doing crazy work. A clothing line. They have these books uh, 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 telling you about Moorish treaties with Europeans going back to the 1500s. They had a process for how to get your status corrected in a real way. Just more smashing it and killing it. But you got haters that don't want to let it live. You got haters that's that's blocking you from going on platforms. The only the only way that you can promote what you're doing is you have to intersect with a platform that has an audience. And that's where the disconnect is. And it's 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 people out there that's hating, and that's just a fact. They call it gatekeeping. Like when I hear the gatekeeping language and lingo, I know where that comes from because I went to an HBCU, so I know who talks like that. You got people using that language, and they're and and they ain't gatekeeping against the enemy. They get they gatekeeping against you because because they want the power. It it's not about it's not about us moving as a collective as a people with these people. It's not about that with them. It's about the power and control with them. But you got us running around in circles thinking that we're going to move mountains and all that, not knowing that the resistance is from those that's amongst you. So, that, so that's what I want to say without filibustering and all that. So, No, I appreciate you, Frederick. And uh, yeah, man, you, you, I had another question for you, but you basically answered that one too. Uh, with what you just broke down, man, I appreciate you, bro. Like I said, yeah. that's, I mean, like from the outside looking in, you know, like me and Mo Chris, you know, that's that's one thing I wouldn't expect is to, to have the, the in-house fighting. Cause you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, the Moors are like all together, you know, they support one another and try to build up a community, build each other up. But from what you just said, I mean, it sounds like y'all have some of the same issues that others have, you know, and it's just like, I mean, such is life, which is is crazy because I didn't I, I wouldn't think that, you know, my perspective of the Moors was not that. But I appreciate you for breaking that down, my brother. And with that being said, uh, Mo Chris, you got anything before we move to the next segment? No, nah, no, nah, that 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 was pretty enlightening what he what he gave. Yeah, me. I like I like how he broke that down. And he yeah, like I said, I had more questions, but from what he said, it answered my questions without me having to ask him. So I, I appreciate you for that. So with that said, family, we're going to jump into the cruising altitude.
you want to be part of the Chemtrails family, join the group. You can find us on Facebook and ask for access to our group. You'll be one of the first to know everything Chemtrails. Welcome back, family. Like I said, we got our special returning guest, Brother Frederick L., my Morse brother. And like I said, man, in that last segment, he was dropping some gems and breaking it down in a way me and Mo Chris ain't never heard, man. I was like, man, he, he like was, I said, I had more questions for him, but he already answered him in his breakdown. What'd you he, say, Mo Chris? I said he was giving it to us, man. We, I know, man. I feel like I, I feel like I wanted to jump on his on his side and start, you know, <laughs> what we doing, what we about to scrap with. I, I mean, was like, hey, I ain't part of those races. Yeah, I like I it sounded like he kind of called out Mel Chris, but I was like, hey, no, definitely not. Because like no, I no, mentioned, I just, we just joking. We just man, no with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because some of the most upstanding members of society and in the community are brothers that's in the lodge. So I didn't want to make it like I'm going at the lodge. But what I'm saying is ones who have this elitist, I'm in charge mentality usually come from some of these organizations that are rights of passage. That's all I was trying to say. Right. No, it's all good. Mo Chris Lodge, all they do, all they do is fry fish anyway. So they ain't doing <laughs> <laughs> We did fry fish and, and, and go to MLK yeah, nah. marches. Not that you yeah. would say it anyway, but I get the point. All is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all right, family, we going we gonna to jump into the cruising altitude. And this next topic, we are, like I said, I'm going to ask uh, my brother Frederick L. Uh, 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 just a, a question about uh, the, about the community. He kind of gave us a little uh, intro with that last segment. But basically, my question for you, Brother Frederick, is, you know, what's what's the, uh, I guess, what's the latest and greatest in the Morris community? Like, wh what are you guys doing? Try to better yourselves or try to, you know, get more people woke, try to get more people converted to knowing their birthright and stuff like that. So, like, basically, you know, just what's the latest and greatest with the Morris community? Right. So, well, well, actually, after I had the young Farrell debate, which I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you guys during the last uh, uh, conversations that we was having, but um, after I had that debate and just some of the the Moors that was, I guess, going at me over the debate saying that I that I wasn't qualified and and you're you're not a member of my particular temple, so I don't recognize you. So after all of that confusion surrounding the Young Pharaoh debate, which was the very end of 2019 going into 2020, I actually stopped stopped fellowshipping over that. So I don't fellowship with with any with any lawfully chartered temple. However, I do still adhere to the lessons. So I don't know what their day-to-day -day, um, things that they're trying to pursue or that they're doing day-to-day, -day, but I can tell you, based on when I did fellowship, you have ones that want to play church, and they don't really want to demonstrate the things that Prophet Noble Drew Ali uh, set forth in some of the writings that he put out and published them in the Moorish Guide newspaper during the time that he was in the flesh. So they just playing church, bro. Just keeping it honest with you. And they're not active. They're they're very passive. When the founder said, 
Moors are active and never passive, or we are active and not passive. And if you're going to take a passive approach in this, why come into, into what you're deeming as consciousness? Why? You might as well stay asleep. So they ain't Real doing quick, nothing. Yeah. Real quick, Brother Frederick, uh, you said that that you're not active. So uh, just I, I just kind of want to. Uh, so does that mean because I listen to uh, Sir Duke of Tears, I don't I don't think he's active with any, uh, you know, the Moorish uh, temples either. So is that basically what you are kind of like kind of like a rogue more like you kind of just on your own, but yeah. you're still following the, uh, you know, the. Yeah. Is that what it's kind of like that, like basically like a Sir Duke of Tears? No, well, see, well, I don't want to say a rogue more because rogue kind of sounds like you went bad on them and it's right. kind of I, I, yeah, I, I didn't, yeah you're right I shouldn't have said rogue but you kind of just yeah. kind of just went your, your like, separate way like Michael Mix yeah when he, yeah when he put yeah yeah so uh to my knowledge if I'm not mistaken Asir Duke of Tears actually did have his own temple he did he did get a charter from a particular SGS. I don't remember which one, but at some point he he did operate a temple as a grand sheik in some capacity. But but he's the difference with Asir Dukatiers is he doesn't do the politics and, and go into convention. So so he's kind of off on his own, but if I'm not mistaken, if not now, once upon a time, he did he did operate a temple. So so okay, he's 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 different from me in that regard because I don't right, right. operate a temple. Obviously, I'm not a Moorish leader. I don't proclaim to be one. Don't want to be one, and I'm not in the temple. But I do still. I'm not publicly like out in the public as far as being on YouTube and certain platforms with the Moorish. But but I still adhere to the lessons. If that answers the question. No, it does. And and, and what's funny is, and I'm a, I'm gonna direct this to Mo Chris is. Basically, everything you just told me, you could tie that into the the fraternities or sororities like at HBCUs, because like you said, like if you have a, a somebody that basically kind of challenges like the frat or, you know, they charge them up and they don't yeah. they don't say the right answer about Chris, then they try to like yeah. take their letters or something like that. And it sounds like that's kind of what the Moors is doing, like they be challenging you. And if they don't like what you're saying or like what you're doing. You know, they're trying to strip you of your letters or take your letters and say you ain't good enough. And so then you kind of like outcast or you have to, you know, go your separate way, you know, yeah. just to. That's a, um, you know what, brother, that is a very good, good analogy or example that you put forth because it's exactly like that. Because the ones that was coming at me over the Farrell debate, they was saying I'm not a member of the Moore Science Temple of America because I wasn't a member of their temple. See, these guys right. fight is and say, we're the legitimate uh, 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 grand body. The, the guy that, that brought you back into the fold or that let you proclaim as a member of the temple, he's he's illegitimate, so you're illegitimate. That's how they're coming. So it's right. not that I don't know my lessons or know my, or know my knowledge. That's not how they're coming. They were coming off the basis that I'm not in their grand body. Well, well right, you know, that's like the Alpha chapter versus the Delta chapter. Yeah, you know, we just yeah. this shit. Yeah. You got it. Got it. <laughs> nah, yeah. it, it it's, it's bound to happen. Let me tell you yeah. why. Because anytime you group things, mm -hmm. anytime you t put it in a box, you know, chaos is chaos. And when you try to categorize it, 
and and, and that's when it becomes political. Yeah, you know, and and it's nothing wrong with you know forming the chapters and lodge, you know, but again, right. that's when things it's just like division. You have a whole piece, and then once you break it up and break it up and break it up, it gets divided, and they have to find their way back whole again. So that's why yeah, I was man. saying it's inevitable. Yeah, and, and look, this is why they was really mad because listen, I know these black devils. I know these mischief makers and evildoers like the back of my hand because I've been seeing it and I've been around them long enough. They be trying to use the lessons and Prophet Noble Drew Ali. They be trying to use it to like play psychology on you. Like I call it truth reverse. Like they try to use the prophet to like, like exert their authority over you. They wasn't mad because, because I wasn't, or, or rather, their basis for what they were saying wasn't based on the fact that I wasn't a member of their temple. That's what they were saying. They was just mad because I was going on a platform as big as Young Farrell's platform was at that time. Like This was before YouTube shut his channel down and then he came back. But at this time, Farrell had like 400,000 subscribers, if I can remember correctly. Our debate had like, had like 230-something thousand views on the... Within 24 hours after we went live. So they was just mad because of the notoriety that I would get out of it. And I wasn't doing it for the clout. I was doing it because he called us out and I messaged him and 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 stepped up and was like, look, bro, if you want to if you want to get out, we can get out. And just the fact that I stepped up, I did it. I held my own. We was on for almost three hours and I got the recognition. That's what they're upset at, because they all are fighting over. Who's going to be the most known? Join my grand body. Don't join this grand body. And they know that I do music. So I use that debate to segue into the music. So they just on some, on some, I'm, I want to be the head nigga in charge. Pardon the expression. But, but, but I want, I want to be the boss. I'm the big dog in town. Who, why is he debating you? That's the, that's the angle that they was looking at. Bro. Nothing less than nothing more. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's it's just crazy, man. Cause like I said, I just whenever like cause I like I said, I know you and then I know some other Moors. Uh shout out to Jay Bay. But like I don't I, I just didn't think like that they was moving like that, man. Like you wouldn't think that they be you would think that they separate themselves from like the others. That's why y'all are Moors because y'all enlightened, y'all educated, mm. you know, y'all civilized and stuff. But like I said, man, I just basically Use an analogy with y'all and and frats like y'all doing the same stuff, you know, which is crazy. Like I said, because I mean, it's just it's mind boggling to me, man. Yeah, I bro. Like, look at this. The now go ahead. Uh, these people who I'm talking about, these people are the reason. They're part of the reason why you don't see Moorish in popular culture and in the mainstream because. The obstructionists are not only on the outside, but the way you destroy a movement or stagnate progress is to do it from the inside. So the same obstructionist that's against Moorish or anything similar that's going to bring consciousness, the same people that's against it on the outside, you have ones that's against it on the inside, but they but they are they are covert, so to speak. And then you have the ones on the outside that are overt. And that's how you destroy it. So you got ones that's in it that is 
against it. They're obstructionists from the inside. And, th and these are the people that we're talking about. Like, for example, you got this channel called Moorish World TV. They, there's not one show on that channel where they're promoting a more doing something in popular culture that's good. It's always why this one is wrong, why that one is out of law. Um, shows just, shows on everything. Like the whole situation with Polite. They did like five shows on that. Not saying that that stuff doesn't deserve any attention, but you could tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. Right? Uh, so you could come saying praise Allah and you could say the Moorish American prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day through his holy prophet, Drew Ali. Yeah, you could rock some of us to sleep with all of that, but you could tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. By a person's fruits, you shall know them. So when I see what these persons or what these people make manifest, that tells us who they are. And these people are obstructionists. I cannot say that enough. If it's bad, they're going to make sure that it gets pressed. If it's good, they're going to bury it. Name me one time when you've seen Moors in the headlines and it was positive and it was fair and balanced. Because I can't. I got a question real quick, uh, Brother Frederick. Uh, when you yes. say obstructionists, you think these these might be like actually agents, like undercover agents, like that's trying to infiltrate the, the temple and basically like you said, break y'all up from within? Are you like, think these is actually uh, you're just your fellow brother Moors that's just like you said, to have content and stuff? Because it well, sounds like it might be some agents that um, snuck their way inside to kind of try to yeah. dismantle y'all. So, well, it's, it's both. You have Moors who are sincere when they come into the movement, but they bring their baggage with them. They bring the Negroisms with them and they damage goods. And then you got agents because I have the FBI papers on the Morris Science Temple of America from the 20s that it goes all the way up to the 50s, if I'm not mistaken. And that stuff never stopped. So, yes, absolutely. It's still going on today. And then, like, look, you got all kinds of people that come into this and then they leave. It's not them. Like Lord Abba left, for example, and went over into the reparations movement. I follow him and left. You got you got a, you got a bunch of people that's down with him. The whole uh the whole the whole BTP, which stands for Be the Power and their United Sons and Daughters of Freemen. All of the guys that's with him was in the more science temple of America. So you got people that's just tired and they get fed up. And this whole thing where you have ones that are in the way in this, that's a very real thing. And I'm gonna go as far as to say this stuff never stopped since the founder was in the flesh because even the founder had went through this. You know, like when the founder, Prophet Noble Ali, was in the flesh, the founder had had issues with the temple business manager, Claude Green Bay, over some finance. And something happened, and that led to Claude Green Bay being attacked by some other members. He passed for him. Prophet Noble Drew Ali was arrested. Oh, and it's the same confusion going on. They put his furniture out on the curb. You had one saying that they was taking over for him. And you had another one saying he was Prophet Noble Drew Ali reincarnated. This this stuff that I'm talking about has has always been. There has always been antagonists, obstructionists, and ones that's only in the way to cause hate and discontent and confusion. Mischief makers is what is what this is what the supreme wisdom calls these people. So, yep.
Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> well, I have a I have a bonus question for you. Um, yes. And if you can make it real short, if you can, but yes, sir. I have a bonus question for you. Um, you know, Young Pharaoh has been battling some mental health issues, and and I don't know all the details. There's a lot of speculation out there, but. Is there anything you want to say real quick, some words that you want to say to him or anything to uh, to uplift the brother or anything like that? So, Yeah, so, well, I don't know firsthand um, if he does or doesn't have mental issues, but you're not the first person that has mentioned that to me. So I'll say this, because, I, because before... Me and Young Farrell had the debate. Obviously, we had phone, we had multiple phone conversations. And he was telling me some of the things that, that they was doing to him when, when he was affiliating himself with, with Sinetter himself, Sinetter TV, Brother Polite, which you see his situation now. And see, this is something that I was telling somebody else earlier. Let me just make a quick segue. Mm -hmm. Some people are their own punishment. And some things will take care of itself. Right. You don't need to get retribution or retaliation. Right. So, look, the seeds that you sow will harvest. You understand? And there is saving power in doing the right thing. And if you ain't doing the right thing, the opposite is going to take effect. So, but but I had a conversation with young Pharaoh and I told him some things. I told him, listen, watch the company you keep. Everybody in consciousness is, is, is not your friend. Watch who you around. And, and also, too, when you start talking about certain things and teaching certain things, it can get dangerous around. Watch who's around you. Be mindful and be wise. So that's what I said to him before we had our debate based on the things that he was saying to uh, to me. And I, and I wish him well because he let me promote my music on the platform. I think he was very fair. Uh uh, during our debate, he was respectful, and and because of him, I gained more more Instagram followers. So so honors so honors to the bro, and I wish him well. You know what I'm saying? No, I appreciate you, brother Frederick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate you for the uh, words of wisdom. And like I said, uh, yeah, we we wish him well. Like I said, we don't wish no ill will on nobody. And like you said, uh, you reap what you sow. So. We don't really need to do anything, you know. It, yeah. it, it'll take care of itself. Yeah, right. Yeah, really our, our hands is washed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you, brother. With that being said, we gonna take it. We gonna jump into the landing. Chemtrails family, it's your boy AP. I want you to join our Chemtrails book club. For more information, you can click the link in our bio or show notes. Man, man, welcome back, family. 
man, like I said, brother Frederick, man, he been he he been killing it, man. He on fire. He on fire. <laughs> <laughs> man, Mo Chris, you might need to bring him back for one of these gyms episodes, man. Uh... You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, he just, he flowing straight from the survival scrolls, man. But now we appreciate this brother taking his time to jump on our podcast. Like I said, he's been dropping a lot of knowledge, dropping a lot of gems, and getting us informed what's going on. Like I said, this is our conclusion segment, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh the this is the landing. And like I said, basically, I just want to know, uh, brother Frederick. Like, uh, I guess I, I mean based off what you done told me now, I kind of got to rephrase this question because it was more about the 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 wholeness of the Moors, but now. From what you based off what you tell me, it's kind of like you know, it kind of split ways a little bit. But like, I just wanted to know, like, 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 what's your end goal? Like, like, where are you trying to get to? Like, I know, I know you got your rapping career, and I know mm-hmm. you still practicing the the more science and stuff. But like, 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 what's your end goal? Like, are you trying to you know get more people woke? Are you trying to get more people converted over to being more? So like, like, what's what's your end goal, my brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great, great question. Um, beautiful question. So where I am now, so what I have been doing lately for the uh, for the past year and a half is I've been working on my genealogy chart with my maternal grandmother, all right? And I've been traveling back and forth between here, which is uh, southwestern New Jersey, and the National Archives in Washington, D.C., which the National Archives has has as all of the federal records. And then there's there's archives too, which is in College Park, Maryland, which is still the Washington DC area. I've been going um, to these various county historical societies like the Chester County, Pennsylvania Historical Society and the Chester County, Pennsylvania archives. Obviously my um, one of my lines is from Chester County, Pennsylvania. So I've been doing that. So my goal Um, so one of the goals, rather, is so we know what the reparations conversation or rather the various reparations conversations, because there's various reparations uh, advocacy groups, whether it's the ADOS Advocacy Foundation, right, which ADOS stands for uh, American Descendants of Slavery. There's the United Sons and Daughters of Freemen. There are another uh, uh, um, uh, reparations advocacy foundation for our people and then there's fba which is not necessarily an advocacy organization they're more so just just people raising awareness by various means doing pull-ups doing rallies using social media which is a great tool so in saying all that what i want to say you talking about brother Tariq? yeah you got it you got it so (laughs) so so in saying all that what i want to say is this i noticed and and a lot of the, the the different reparations legislation that has been taking place on the state level, one of the require um one of the requirements or one of the prerequisites rather is you have to trace your lineage to at least one enslaved ancestor back to the 1870 census, right? So I figure I don't have the political connections. I don't want to do local politics in my community like I used to do because all of the backstabbing and the and the positioning and the elitism that I mentioned, I have done that locally in my community for years. I don't want to do that. But I figure as a genealogist, as someone who has traced his lineage 
on both my mother's parents' sides, going back to the early 1800s, I figure that's the purpose that I'm going to serve. So, so moving forward, I would like to assist people in tracing their, their lineage in this country, where their ancestors are, right? Because we're standing on top of their ancestors, so to speak. We've, we've, we've spilt blood on this continent. We fought in every major war. So I figure my purpose will be to help assist people in, in finding out where they come from. What are their families' migration patterns? They were here. They moved here. Why did they go here, right? Just just finding out things about their family. And, and I also um, I also specialize in credit repair because I've done my own. So I'm focused on that because they say that an 800 credit score has the buying power of $100,000. So with good credit, you can pretty much do anything. So it's, so it's credit, genealogy, music, moving forward. I am financially stable. And I just feel like being in some of these organizations is, is probably not the safest place to be. I Moving forward, I just think that you should be the change that that you want to see. Be the message. Get active in your community. Don't wait on the organization. Don't create a new organization because we, we got enough organizations that fight each other. It's confusion within. Different organizations fight each other. So, so moving forward, I'm just trying to, to serve my purpose and assist people with the things that I'm interested in. I can't save the world, so all I could do is do my part and be the change that I want to see and be the message. Uh, so that's where I am. Man, I appreciate you for that, brother. And yeah. I'm happy because... Like I said, I, I, me and Mo Chris uh, are huge fans of Brother Tariq and, like I said, tracing lineage mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I, I've been asking my mom a whole bunch of questions about, like, the family tree. Like, we don't even, like, actually have a family tree. Like, I know we got, like, yeah. Native American in our family, but, like, I've been trying to trace this stuff back because it's, like, you know, I'm I'm very light-skinned, but, like, a lot of my cousins, everybody else is, like, kind of dark. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, where that is coming from. So... Man, I'm going to definitely reach out to you, brother, because I definitely want to trace my lineage because I've been asking my mom for several years, like, you know, where are we from? Like, what kind mm -hmm. of Native Americans are we? You know, like, are we Comanche, mm -hmm. Cherokee? Like, you know, what is that? So definitely, we I'm going to definitely be linking up with you, brother, because I've i been wanting to know that for the longest because I feel like, you know, once you find where you uh, find your, your your lineage, where it's come from, you kind of have purpose now because you, you, you see where you came from, you know, because... You know, mm -hmm. right now we kind of just like, you know, in the wind, you know, we kind of just going yep. with the wind. You know what I'm we saying? Just, Mo Chris, like, here. yeah, we just here. <laughs> like, we just niggas, you know, like, yeah, uh, we shit, well, I'm from Louisiana. Oh, he from Texas. Like, no, like, where you really from? Like, oh, oh you know, my grandmother, great grandmother was this and built this and we established the land here, you know, stuff like, I want to be saying shit like that versus this, oh man, I'm from Monroe, Louisiana and I moved to Texas, you know, that's it. Like, damn, yeah. you know. <laughs> You know, and that's yeah, that's well, crazy because same same yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, same here because you know, I my my mom's side I'm more familiar with than my dad's side. But I know that from my mom's side, that came from the Bahamas right after slavery. So and you have those Mutri slaves. My dad's side, I know they straight American, <laughs> Native American. So right. And and our roots here, and we we starting Black Americans for referring to. We starting to realize that a lot of our lineage is here. 
because they had to they reclassified the Native Americans as black or Africans. So and, and and that's all I wanted to say. It's like it's it's a it's a lot. It's hard even with the DNA testing because I know they just want to track our blood. <laughs> you know, I'm a conspiracy theory. They just try to track our blood because they want to, you know, see what they're trying to clone coming. you like they did Tyrone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But see, but here's the the thing with the whole DNA test kit thing is they're only comparing your DNA. Well, rather. They they're just showing you who you share common DNA with. You know what I mean? But that doesn't get into lineage. Your lineage and where your people are from says who you are. Like, for example, like let's say if I did a, a DNA test kit and it came back and said you're you're 75 percent Ghanaian, you're 10 percent Nigerian, you're another 10 percent is from um the Senegambia look if you're African you're gonna speak a certain language you're gonna belong to a particular tribe or or ethnic group you're gonna know the customs the traditions the food you're gonna know your tribe's ethnogenesis you're gonna know things and see a lot of West Africans in particular they don't have these conversations with our people it's just it's just come to Africa because they want you to spend tourism dollars. They're not going to tell you that you're not their people. They want you to go on a goddamn slave tour. I don't want to visit Elmina Castle. I don't want to relive my ancestors' trauma. We we are not African in the sense that we don't have the lineage in Africa. And an African is somebody who could point out family members. They could tell you their tribe again, ethnic group, foods. They speak the language. They have a certain dress. They could tell you their ethnogenesis. They could tell you how their tribe got their name. We cannot do that because we are a new lineage created by the slavery era of time. It's, listen, it's nothing wrong with being who you are. We are American. We are Black Americans, also known as American freedmen. We're Americans. We're not Africans. And the crazy thing to me about it is there is a bunch of people in this hemisphere who come from the old world, but people don't tell them that they're not the new people that they are after independence. Nobody tells somebody from Mexico that they're Spaniard, even though Mexico declared their independence from Spain. Nobody tells an Irish American that they're from Ireland or like nobody puts that stuff on these other people, but they put it on us. You see, yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you say that because that's how I yeah. feel about um, uh, we we've been made a new people. Yes, and bro, we've been made a new people. We we, it, it sounds messed up, but I don't yeah. think we should focus on where our family was in 1800s. I think we need to start right here mm-hmm. in the 50s on down. Um, because you know, let's this this not track the let's track now. You know, let's track now. Oh let's, yeah. Let's keep, you know, and, and and going back to Africa thing is you got millions and millions of people fleeing their own country. So yeah, bro. Don't, don't tell us to go there. You're not there. They over hey, here man, telling look, us to go there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. And, and look, nobody tells someone who's, whose ancestry is the United Kingdom, right? Which the United Kingdom is, is England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. And we know mm-hmm. before the USA was the USA, they were colonies of England. A lot of the names is from places in New England, like 
like like New York is named after York, England. New Hampshire is 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 from Hampshire or or Hampshire all over again. New Jersey is from the island of Jersey uh, over there in the UK. But nobody tells a so-called white American you are you are from England. You're English. Come home. No, they don't tell them that. So why in the fuck are you trying to tell us we are foundational? They they want Americans. God damn it. Why? Mm-hmm. Why am I African, but why isn't this person a European? Why is he more American to me? That doesn't make any fucking sense. So that's my gripe with some of this stuff. But here's what I wanted to say um, to the, the um, to the other brother, as far as as genealogy is concerned. Listen, genealogy and family um, ancestry, who you are, where your people are from, where they came from. How long they've been here? Their occupations? Where they did they serve in a civil war? Right? I, like I found a civil war ancestor. All of this is important because you have people coming here, and their plan is to replace you and erase you, bro. And look, look on my look on my maternal grandmother's mother's side. I trace that lineage all the way back to Chester County, Pennsylvania back to the 1840s, all right? I, my my maternal fi- five times great-grandfather, this is on my maternal grandmother's mother's side, served in the Civil War. I got a two times great-grandfather. This is also on my maternal grandmother's mother's side, who's a World War II veteran, all right? Um, uh, on, my, on my maternal grandmother's father's side, I seen that they came from Wiley, Jefferson County, Georgia, during during World War One, and my maternal grandmother's father came with his father as a teenager. So now I know when they came to Philadelphia, where they came from, why they left Georgia, and then on my on my maternal grandfather's side, his family is from Danville, Virginia, and my maternal grandfather came in middle school in the forties. So, but here's the reason why it's important. So you could know your family's history, the migration pattern. Some of them are American heroes. Like, look, look, our people fought for the right to inclusion in this country. We fought so that so-called Black immigrants can come here and have equal protections of the law. Why would we abandon that and 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 then run to Africa? It just doesn't make any sense. And genealogy, it makes you aware of how connected you are to this continent and to this country, but for some reason, you have an element out there that wants to that wants to kind of discredit that, or that wants to 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 try and get you away from that. But we are Americans, and then let me say this last part, and then I'll and then I'll give somebody else the floor. But the transatlantic s- slave trade that took place over a time span of about four hundred years. These West African tribes had trading rights treaties with the various with the various European Christian nations, bro. And if not for look, if not if not if not for these people, you would not have had a transatlantic trade on the scale that it was on. And um, some of these trading rights treaties is still in existence. You know what I'm saying? And and it's because they partnered with the various European Christian nations that our people went through uh, sundown towns, racial restrictive covenants, 
massive lynchings, the destruction of our towns like like Rosewood, Florida, the Greenwood community in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You got Jim Crow, segregation, convict leasing, tenant farming, also known as sharecropping, also known as, as debt peonage. You had the goddamn vagrancy laws. You got you 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 had urban renewal that James Baldwin called called Negro removal. You had redlining, racial steering, predatory lending, which these banks still still do today, even when you're credit worthy. You got these 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 subprime mortgages that um that the guy Tanahisi Coates mentioned in that famous article that he wrote called The Case for reparations. You got um you had the exclusionary zoning laws. It's the Homestead Act where they gave all of these immigrants from Europe during the 1800s land that they promised to the ex-slaves via Federal Directive 15. During the Homestead Act, they gave all that land to them. You got the 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 compensated emancipation act of 1862. You have more than a hundred years of domestic terrorism. And you have just, just, just all of these things. This is why there is a wealth gap in this country, which is a disparity. Um, there's a reason why we, a lot of us, have this this generational trauma. Then you could get into the whole welfare stuff, like where they like to use us as the poster child for welfare, while ignoring the fact that welfare was created by Franklin Delano Roosevelt and around 35, uh, um, it was under something that he called the New Deal, where they created a bunch of social services programs, not just welfare, but but like unemployment, housing, and, and, and all of that. They created that for so-called white people, so-called white women in particular, and we was locked out of that for 30 years into the civil rights movement. They don't talk about that. Then it's more so-called white people on welfare than it is us simply because they dominate the numbers. So you got just... It's listen, it's all of these things that we need to be aware of and know that that we are behind enemy lines. We've always been. And you have new people that come here, whether they're so-called black immigrants or or they claim another uh, racial classification. They are they they these people are in are in opposition to you. They do their own identity politics. Many of them are here to replace you. And we just need to know that this is war. We we are at war, bro. And one last thing that I want to say too. Um, these trading rights treaties are still in existence. Like, for example, there is the Treaty of ACBU, all right, ASEBU of 1612. And that was a treaty between the Netherlands and the Paramount Chiefs of an area of Ghana called Asi, all right? And, and um, the Fancy tribe controlled this region. And the Fancy tribe is one of the various tribes of the of the Akan people. So under the Akan banner, there's the Fancy tribe, there's the Asens, there's the Ashanti, and then there's another tribe, I forget the name of it, but there's multiple tribes under that, ban under that banner. And it's the Akan people that, that, that signed a lot of these treaties and that allowed the various European Christian nations to build these slave forts and slave castles. And the slave fort was to keep competing European powers out, okay? There's the Treaty of Axum of 1642 between 
uh, Ghanaian tribes that, that owned the coast and the Netherlands and the Dutch West India Company. There's the Treaty of Boutre of, of 1656. These are treaties between West African slave trading tribes and the European Christian nations. And one last thing, and I promise. Now, there, there is more than 27 slave forts along the coast of West Africa. Most of them are in Ghana, bro. There is more than 27, and, and most of them are still up. They haven't torn them down. And then our people go and visit these, these slave fortresses. It's crazy. Like you have Badagri uh, Slave Port, which is in Nigeria, all right? And it's also known as the Moby Royal Family Slave Museum. You can look these up. They're there. They exist. Uh, there's the Velikiti Slave Market, which is in Lagos, Nigeria. There is the Brazilian Barracoon Slave Prison, which is in Lagos, Nigeria. There's Gori Island in Senegal. Elmina Slave Castle, which is the famous one. That's Ghana. There's Bimbia Slave Port of Cameroon. Seliga Slave Market in Ghana, which is that market was so that they could take slaves and, and send them on the Trans-Saharan Slave Route, which, which went into Arab countries. There's uh, St. James Island on the River Gambia. There's Fort Battenstein Slave Castle in Ghana. Fort St. Anthony, Oweida Slave Port. There's Fort Royal in Ghana. Cape Coast Castle, which is a famous one in Ghana. And I could go on. The point that I'm making is, it's these people who, who sold out their own. They'll tell you that we're not the same. I agree. And even still to this day, they're still in partnerships with the West, with Europe, and with America, which was a colony of, of the United Kingdom, which is in Europe. And every year, the USA sends over $800 million in foreign aid just to Nigeria. We don't know about the other countries. So these people are, are they're the reason why we're, we're in the condition that we're in. They're part of the reason. So when, when we're having a conversation about reparations and genealogy and lineage, we need to secure the tribe, as they say. We need to secure our own and know that the reality of it is so-called Black immigrants ain't on code, and we should be looking at them how we look at the oppressor, sadly, because when a lot of them come here, they want to be white adjacent. They don't want to be seen as, as being the same as you. They don't tell you that, but that's the real reality of it. And we just need to call a spade a spade. And not to sound xenophobic, because I'm, I don't hate nobody because of where they're from. But what I will do is match energies. If you securing yours and you waving your, your, your flag at the country that you come from, then I'm going to do the same thing. How come you can have your flag and your bio from Haiti and Jamaica and the DR, but I can't have mine? You say that I'm colonized, but what about you? If, if like, why is it when I got my flag up, the conversation is we all the same. It's just a different boat stop. Okay. But why is that the argument when I got the flag of my foremothers and forefathers here on this land? Because it's because of them that you could come here and have equal protections of the law. So that's just where I'm at with it. And this is the add-up degree right here. Genealogy, lineage, identity politics, secure the tribe, don't hate nobody else just out of nowhere, but match energies and don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. So that's just where I'm at with it. You know? Man. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother Frederick. Man, I am oh Chris. I mean, he basically landed the plane, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it 
it's landed now. Shit, hey, we we done. We getting off. Nah, man, brother Frederick, I, I appreciate you for, like I said, getting on our podcast, man. You could have been doing anything else. Like I said, me and Mo Chris just started this thing back up about a couple months ago. Like I said, I just mm -hmm. felt like it was something that I needed to do. And like it was something that was uh, therapeutic. And also for Mo Chris, you know, just like something that we could vent and just be relaxed and just, you know, kind of just talk our shit and just put it out there and hopefully, you know, get somebody woke while doing it. So I appreciate you for getting on the episode, man. Like I said, this last segment of what we do is like I said, I like to do a like a a mental wellness check. And so I'm going uh, to kick it over to Mo Chris, let him do his thing. And then I'm going to ask you the same thing, Brother Frederick. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it. And then we're going to uh, end the episode. So with that being said, Mo Chris, mm -hmm. how, how's your mental well-being, my brother? Oh, uh, man, everything good. Like I said, I'm still progressing forward. You know, got a, got a job interview going on. but Yes, sir. And stuff like that. And, and starting to have these epiphanies on finishing what I started. So that's what been big thing that's been going on in my head. Just, you know, going back. And, and maybe reliving some of the things, some of the goals I had back in 21, 2020, 21, you know, that year. Yep. Uh, 21 yeah. was a good year for me. So I want to repeat that. So, yeah. and so, and that's pretty much that's been going on in my head. And uh, uh, I got some also plans of setting my daughter up for the future, you know, so trying to start a couple of certificates, you know, trying to be, trying to flip, flip me because I always say I'm financially illiterate trying to change that right. so and I'm doing and you just that, finished that so. that fall summer uh solstice too yeah 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 the, yeah, yeah so yeah. you just come you coming off on that so yeah. That, yeah yeah we yeah. just had the we just had the autumn equinox which was yep. September 23rd so yeah, the equinox yeah so the equinox is when day and night is equal well the autumn equinox is when day and night is equal, meaning the length of time of day and night is mm -hmm. equal until we have longer nights and shorter days, leading all the way up to the winter solstice. And then after the winter solstice, we'll get in, we'll come back to the spring equinox, which is day and night equal, and then long days, short nights. You get it, you guys get it, right? So, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, we be on it. <laughs> we own the equinox. So, but yeah, that's it. That's all I had. Just, uh, just, uh keeping motivated and finishing what I started. So that's been the the motto in my head, finish what you started. So yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I feel like also this this podcast, Mo Chris, I think it I think it's motivating you too. Cause like yeah. I said, we've been, you know, being committed, you know, got yeah. that commitment. You know what I'm saying? We got that, you know, we we, we got that momentum going. And so that all that does is just carry over to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. in your life you know what i'm saying because you got goals you got commitments you got stuff right. you got obligations so yeah 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 now i'm proud of you man i appreciate you uh brother frederick mm -hmm. uh, uh how's your mental well-being like well you pretty much done gave us the whole story but like like yeah. right now like how are you doing right now my brother yeah so so look let me tell you honestly the best thing that i've ever done is disconnected myself from these so-called conscious groups and organizations. I've never been more at peace and I never made so much progress. Man, let me tell you this. For the 10 years that I've been fellowshipping, what more is in, in general, but particularly with members of the Morris Science Temple of America. Listen, I've accomplished since 2020, 
in, in three years, more than I've accomplished in 10 years being around certain ones. And, and like I said earlier, the most dangerous place that you can be is in these organizations. That's where the sharks is at waiting wait to snipe you. Now, um, I am just really in a good space. Like I told you, I just put up my fifth studio album released last month. I'm working on number six. Um, I got all of my credit scores into the 700s. My, my TransUnion score as of September 28th, which is when I checked it last, is a 751. My Equifax is a 740. And my Experian is a 726. I have no negative accounts on my credit report. I'm not hurting for no dough. And I've been working on my genealogy chart with my 87-year-old grandmother. And when I find something and I call her up on Facebook Messenger and, and, and we get to talking, it's just like life is good. And I just feel like there's a reason why these things aren't being discussed in these organizations. They're not talking about credit. They're not talking about lineage and genealogy. They're not talking about doing something for real for the culture. Damn, where's the script for the TV show, for the movie? Where's, where is the PBS uh, special about Prophet Noble Drew Ali? Where's the mainstream artist at? Where is that? Who is the bridge between the Morris Science Temple of America and Drink Champs? You could go in there. You don't got to drink or smoke. Where is the bridge between us and the breakfast club? Where is that? So since I stopped fellowshipping, my life has been, hey, bro, my life is great, man. I'm not even going to hold you. No, I appreciate you, brother. That, man, if I tell you, if it's anything I love to hear and I love and it like gives me joy is seeing my fellow brothers doing good. Mental health is good. They just, I mean, they good, man, because it's, it's so many, it's so much shit that could just make us depressed, bro, just being black in general. Like, <laughs> the list go on forever, you know, but for us to look past that and to be able to capitalize on the good versus the bad, that just shows you the power we have and, like I said, why we are truly God. So, uh, with that being said, I appreciate you, my brother. Uh, as far as myself, uh, I finally uh, got a job, Mo Chris. I started last Monday. You already knew that, but the family don't know that. So, yeah, like I said, I'm finally back in the job market. I use it as a stepping stone because it's not where I want to be, but it gets me back in the door. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, like I said, man, I, I, I'm I'm happy we did this episode. I know Brother Frederick been <laughs> reaching out to Mo Chris for almost a year. And like I said, we took a, we went on a, a like a year hiatus. <laughs> but I'm just, man, I'm happy that we got this brother back on. And it's a reason why I started wanting to do this podcast in the very beginning is because I feel like it's a lot of knowledge that's not being passed on, you know, from person to person or generation to generation. And I feel like what can I do for my, you know, myself and with others to, you know, help, uh, to help get this information out. And with people like brother Frederick L and other mm -hmm. people, all the guests we've had and just doing this platform, I felt like, you know, even if it just reaches to, you know, one or two people more, Chris, I felt like we did our job. Like I said, we not, I, we not the drink champs. We not the breakfast club. Like I'm not, <laughs> we not, we not trying to, you know, I don't, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know who knows, man. I don't, you know, maybe we a blow up more, Chris, maybe we won't, but I'm not in it for that. You know? Hey, I got you. Yeah. I'm not in it for that. I'm in there to, to spread knowledge. I'm in there to help somebody, mm -hmm. you know, what, what makes me feel good is 
you know, if they listen to our episode, like, hey, man, that, that episode y'all did with Brother Frederick L., man, mm. I learned a lot, man. You know what? I started getting on my genealogy, and I found out yep. that, hey, I'm this and that. I'm like, damn, see, that's why we did this shit, Mo Chris, because of that right there. We have somebody mm. out. Now they have purpose, you know what I'm saying? And like yeah. Joe Rogan said, like, he, man, when he first did that, that podcast, you know, he wasn't in it for the money. He just, yeah. he, that's what he liked doing. And the, the money came. You know, a lot of people say when you do something and you love it, the money will come. Don't do something for the money because the money will come, you know, so. Yeah, that's know. a fact. Hey, and look, the, the reason why I was hounding Mo Chris about doing the part two is because, A, I really like how the first one came out, which I told Mo Chris that on multiple occasions. The thumbnail picture was dope. And I like how you guys conduct the interview. It's it's very organized. You guys aren't like, you know how people have have guests on, but they really only have them on so that so that it could be controversy with another co-host or another guest yeah. like that. Has, that's happened to me on the first Killer Priest podcast that I did and on some episodes of the Fly Guys podcast that I did. So so some people having you on just to line you up. Right. But, <laughs> but not lining you up because they don't mean you well, but to, to line you up so that it's entertaining. Right. So they'll have somebody that has that has an opposing view from yours, or that's just there to be an, an antagonist. But I like how you guys had it had it set up, even now. But the first one, just how smoothly it went. So I was like, that's the kind of interview that you want to do. No, I appreciate mm-hmm. you, brother Fregrell. And uh, shout out to my boy Trader Dre, man, because Trader Dre, uh, he had hit me up last week, and I told him that I said, man, we got uh, brother Fregrell trying to get back on the podcast, and. I was like, man, I don't even know what to talk about. We already done interviewed him. And then he started giving me these ideas. And I was like, God damn, Trader Dre, you right, bro. Shout out to Trader Dre, man. I love that brother, man. Shout out to Trader Dre. <laughs> and he'll be back on. He'll, he'll be back, man. Like I said, he's just busy doing money moves. But, man, shout yeah. out to my brother, Brother Frederick L. I appreciate you for getting on the podcast tonight, for yeah, taking man. your time to drop them gems, drop that knowledge, man. We'll definitely be having this brother on again in the future because I know he got more to say. We just was under a time constraint. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate you, man. Mo, Bro, Chris, you got anything before we uh, end the episode? Oh, what you, you just about to say something, brother? Fred, uh, yeah, like, bro, it's it, bro, it's so many things that we could talk about that's relative to Morris, but not, but not really related that we could go on for hours. Just genealogy itself is a conversation. Just, yes, sir. just, just credit itself and, and how being a credit worthy applicant is, is, is something that's important. I mean, we could get into, to the, uh, uh, um, the history of, of these various states and counties and how you had some abolitionists who was, who was anti-slavery and how that, and, and how that moved the needle. Like for example, Pennsylvania was the first free state in the country, 1780. So we could talk for for hours about a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but shout out to Trader Dre because we did talk about it a lot, but it's it's so much more that we haven't even touched. And one last thing, the only reason that I kept bringing up a, a big platform like the Breakfast Club and Drink Champs is because that's where our people are and you and you got to meet them where they are. And yeah. the, the reality of it is if, 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 the, if they don't see certain information on those platforms, then it don't, it, it don't matter. So this is why it's important for us to try to intersect with those platforms. These platforms are important too, obviously, because you have people that only, that, that only tune into what they deem as the grassroots, but we must intersect with these platforms that 
have our people's hearts and minds. So that's all I want to say. No, I appreciate you, brother Frederick. You got anything more, Chris, before we end it? No, nah, no. Nah, um we we talked for a long time. Uh, it was a great episode and can't wait for the next one. So Yeah, like I said, we appreciate y'all family for rocking with us. Continue to rock with us. We're gonna keep giving y'all good content. Try to wake a couple of y'all, a couple of y'all up in the uh in the in the uh and uh what's what's the word I'm looking for more Chris? I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. And uh in the in the in the hearts, yeah. the minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, Just like in a progression. That I meant like uh, as we as we continue to progress, we're so gonna continue be, to wake up one of y'all, uh try to at least, you know what I'm saying, with I'll the guests and what me and Cross me and Mo Chris is saying, but no, what you saying, be, Mo Chris? I'll be trying to keep their ass asleep. <laughs> We gonna keep we gonna keep a lot of y'all asleep, but we gonna wake up a couple of y'all, and then maybe y'all can wake up the others. Yeah, cause man, more Chris. Yeah, some of them want to stay sleep. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, but like I said, brother Frederick, I appreciate you for coming on, family. Right. I thank you for appreciate y'all for listening to us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And with that being said, we out. Peace. Peace. Hey, Chemtrail listeners, want to leave a message? Just click the link in our show notes to leave a voicemail. And if you come from a simpler times like myself, just call. Leave us a voicemail at 832-308-0529. And don't forget, all messages can record up to three minutes long. What up, what up? It's your boy AP. Make sure you follow us at Chemtrails Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up. Once again, that's Chemtrails Podcast at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace out. Get your voice heard at www.chemtrails.mn.co. Join the community.